This is Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review. Speaking with Quincy Oliveri, Rice Siles. Are you a junior yet, officially? Are you a junior? Yes, officially, I'm a junior. Okay, junior guard for the Rice Siles, uh, Coach Scott Perry and Rice Siles men's basketball. Thank you very much, man, Quincy, for joining me uh, on kind of short notice, but I'm glad you're doing this. Thank you. For, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, just ready to get back with the guys, with the new guys, the coaching staff, full, full team. Finally got summer school back, so I'm excited. Have you started summer school yet? Yes, I have. I started on Tuesday. Okay, so so you, you really are busy now. Since, you know, summer school at Rice is yes. a little bit different than summer school for other people. Yeah, I'm taking a sport ethics class. I'm actually in the class with Melajah, which is one of my teammates. Mm -hmm. And so we had that class every Tuesday and Thursday from 1 to 3.30 p.m. What's, what's your major? Sport management. What do you want to do after your basketball career? I want to be like a sport analyst. So I essentially want to be like on TV talking about sports kind of the way Chris Weber or Shaq or Charles Barkley does. That's my plan. So a different kind of media job for you. You don't want to do my job. You want to be, you want to be like Shaq and Chris after. Huh, that's good because they're getting paid big bucks and I'm not. So, you know, so that's good. Okay, Quincy, um, for folks who don't know you, where are you from? I am from Atlanta, Georgia, born and raised. So Atlanta, Georgia is kind of far from, from Houston and Rice University, man. So how did you, when did you first hear about Rice University and Rice men's basketball? I was at a tournament in Augusta and I had gotten a write-up from one of the scouts there just talking about my weekend and coach Chris Kreider read the, read the write-up and he reached out to my AU coach and that was around April or around April of my junior year of high school and I had been in contact with coach Kreider ever since then and I kind of did my research a little bit and searched up the conference and we have been talking for a while and he eventually coach Perry eventually offered me September of my senior year had you heard about Rice before that, before the write-up? No, sir. I hadn't heard of Rice. Had you heard anything about Houston, the city of Houston, before the write-up? I have. I had been to Houston a couple times with my dad, and so I kind of like the city, but I never knew Rice was in Houston, though. Okay. So were you able to make a, make a visit, an official visit to Rice? I was. I was able to make a couple unofficial visits and one official. My first unofficial visit was I was in the elite camp. I came to their elite camp and they got to see me play. And then I came, I committed during the school year. I came on my official visit and I committed at my official. And then I came back for an unofficial to watch them play UAB. What were your impressions of Rice? I was, I was, I was, I liked it. I, it, was, it became like a school that I really wanted to go to after I went there. I thought it was in great proximity to a big city. I thought that it was a nice coaching staff. And I myself thought if I could get here, I felt like I could turn the program around and help become someone that was unforgettable in the program. So I really wanted to come here to be, to, to turn the program around. Now you're, you're entering, you will enter your third year at Rice. So your first two seasons, how were those first two years for you? And how, where are you on your process of reaching that goal you set for yourself to help having turn the program around? My progress, I would say I'm doing a pretty good job. 
Uh, my freshman year was definitely just all about learning and just getting used to the adjustment from high school to college. And personally, I feel like I did a pretty good job uh, learning those those big lessons. My sophomore year, I feel like I did a, another pretty good job of learning on top of my freshman year and building on my progress. Many people would say last year was kind of a blowout, uh, a a show out year for me where I kind of got my name out there. And But to Coach Para and the coaching staff and to myself, it wasn't a surprise because they, they see the work I put in, they trust me, and they they just know that I was capable of doing that. So they weren't really surprised. But next year is just about building on top of my season last year and not taking any steps back. So I think I'm, I'm doing a pretty good job. We've got I've got some great teammates that have helped me and a great coaching staff. You know, last year we've made a lot of history together as a team, and all we can do is just build on top of that. So I think I'm doing a pretty good job. Now, your sophomore year, you uh, were named to third team All Conference USA. You averaged 16 points a game. I think you led the league in three pointers made per game, three a game, 40 percent from three. Were you a three point shooter in high school? Yes, yes, without a doubt. And where'd you go to high school? Without a doubt. Westlake High School. Were y'all any good? Yeah, we were pretty good. We won our region my senior year. We won the state championship my ninth grade year. I played with Chumo Kiki, Chumo Kiki, who now plays for the Orlando Magic. Uh, and my senior year, we were supposed to go farther than we did, but we got upset first round. So sadly, that 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 was the end of my high school career. But I played with now Clemson guard Chase Hunter. So I, I have some pretty good teammates, and his little brother, Dylan Hunter, is committed to Baylor. Okay. So how long have you been a, a three-point shooter? Ever since I can remember. I mean, when I was young, I was a three-point shooter because I was too scared to go in the, go in the paint because I was scared of contact. So I always just kind of stayed out on the three-point line and just shot the ball. So as long as I can remember when I was a small, frail boy, that I was a three-point shooter. Okay. Well, Q, you, you were no longer small and frail. So, I mean, you're about, what, 6'3", 200? Yeah. Yeah, just about. Yes, sir. Okay, so are you afraid of, of attacking the basket now, afraid of contact now? No, sir. I, I would say I'm not a, I'm not afraid anymore. I, I probably changed that notion. 10th, 11th grade, I started dunking in 10th grade, and then I some somebody named by the name of Andrew, he started mentoring me, and he built my confidence to let me know that going in there – will make me a better player and expand my game. And so he's really helped me. So ever since then, I haven't really been scared of contact. Your first dunk, what was that? What was your reaction like when you, when you, how many times did it take you to, to get it done? So actually, it's actually a funny story. I didn't know I could really dunk. I, w- I played JV in 10th grade. So, excuse me, I was just in the layup lines and one of the varsity players came up to me and just said, try and turn your wrist around the other way and just put it in the hole instead of laying it up. And so in the warm-up line, I, I dunked it, and I was surprised. And I was, like, my first time ever dunking. And obviously, I dunked on six-foot rims, but, like, on the 10-foot rim, that was my first time ever trying and first time ever making it. So that same game, I ironically caught a steal, a cross-court pass, and I just went down to the other end and dunked it. And I, I was just surprised. I, I, I was just running and smiling all up and down the court. Was your dad or any of your, or your family in the, at that game when you did that? My mom and dad was there, so yeah, they got a video of it. Was your dad? Were they? Were they surprised? I think my parents. If I can remember, I think they were surprised. But it was just honest. It was just so much emotion. I mean, the the kids that were there at the game were surprised. 
because it was just like they had never seen me dunk. I had, I don't know. I, I honestly can't even describe it. It was just something where I was like, I'll never forget that. I just, I remember catching the catching the steal, and just I probably took off from maybe like the third free throw line just to because I was just super excited and I dunked it and I was just running down the court. Even our JV head coach was kind of like smiling because he never thought I had that in me. My varsity head coach was smiling. It was it was a good experience. How tall were you in tenth grade? I probably just just broke six feet. Might have been six feet. Okay, so you weren't as tall then as you are now. <clears throat> No, sir. No, sir. Okay, so you got some hops then. <laughs> I get it from my dad. Did, did your dad play ball in high school or college? He used to be a high jumper. Okay. Well, <laughs> then he got some hops then. Okay. <laughs> last season, last offseason compared to this offseason is going to be completely different for you, I'm assuming, because last summer was, was COVID. How did COVID impact your working out? How did it impact your studies? Spending time with your friends, family? All that. COVID, although it was a, a, a very traumatic experience and it was native for our community, it, it really helped me because it left me nothing but time around the house. And so I did a lot of I did a lot of reading. Uh, I did a lot of personal growth and I worked out a lot, probably three times a day, because I, I remember coming out of my freshman year after we lost to FIU. I just said, I want to come back and be the man. Like, I want to come back and it be no question who's the man who, and I want it to be no doubt that I worked my tail off to get what, what I am going to get. And so I remember reading a lot about Tim Grover and his work with Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. And I did a lot of his workouts. I did a lot of reading on Kobe Bryant. I obviously watched the last dance and I actually don't think it didn't hinder me at all because it just gave me nothing but time around the house to just wake up go outside and run two miles and then go do weights and then go do ball handling, go shoot. And it was like, it was no excuse for me. So I, 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 it didn't, it didn't hear me at all. I had a couple neighbors who I talked to every day. So I, I wasn't short of talking to my friends. I had my video game and then schoolwork, it was all online. So I just had to make sure I set aside two hours a day to go to class and do my schoolwork. And outside of that, I had all the time in the world to work out and play my game and talk to my neighbors. So sounds like you were your own trainer. Yes. And I eventually, when things started to open up a little bit, I went to the weight room with my other trainer, Jamal Powers. He has a gym and I was just doing my workouts as far as weights there just so I could maintain a little muscle mass. What did you weigh lift in your freshman season? I weighed, I kind of teetered the 194, 195 range. And when I went home for quarantine, I was 190, uh, 6% body fat. And then at the end of quarantine, I was 189, 4% body fat. So it sounds like you've already, you've always been healthy and a fitness person. Yes, sir. I tried to take my, I tried to get more focused on my nutrition over quarantine. But what, what, were you, what was your body fat percentage in high school? I, I mean, I. I was really, a, I was always a skinny guy until I got to college. So, what was the transformation? What thought process changed for you when, when you got to Rice and said, "Hey, I need to tone up, get in shape, lift weight, things like that." I, I, I kind of got pushed around a lot, and our strength coach Sean Brown, he just he loaded us up with weight and just told us to just push the weight, and it kind of eventually just kind of, 
I just started to get, started to push heavier weight and people started to notice like I was getting bigger and bigger and I was eating more often, eating more food, eating more meals throughout the day, more protein. And I just started bulking up. And next thing you knew, I was, I felt stronger and I wasn't as, I wasn't easily pushed around. I was, I felt like I belonged at that point. Yeah. I, I noticed, you know, seeing you on games, your body looked different compared to your freshman season. Yeah. You look, you look, you look swole, man. <laughs> like you worked out and put in the work. So kudos to you for that. When did you, you. Uh, meet Jason McCree? I met him my freshman year. It was early on in my freshman year. We, they had a sport, uh, a man, a, a, point, a panel for the athletes at the R room, I believe, at the football stadium. And he was one of the one of the speakers. And he was, I think, he was one of the few basketball players there. So I, I immediately had a connection. And I personally, I know Morris Allman. And so around the time that he said he played, it it, it rested around the time that Morris was here. So after the panel, I approached him and said, "Do you know Morris?" And we kind of like clicked from there. And ever since then, we've we've gotten closer. You know, he's been a real good mentor for me. He's been there for me, and I can ask him questions. We can talk about anything. He's he's put me in contact with other people that play in, uh, play basketball. I mean, he's put me in contact with Spencer Dinwiddie, and we've had good conversations. He's showed me around Houston. He showed me how 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 his college experience was. Ironically, we were the same college. He was a Hansonite. And so it, we just kind of have a connection. I mean, I could call him anytime. He'll pick up and we can have a good conversation. I mean, we were just talking a couple of days ago about the NBA playoffs, and he was talking about – we were talking about guards in the East because I'm a huge Hawks fan. So I was talking about Trey Young, and he was talking about Kemper Walker and stuff like that. So he, he's definitely grown into like a big brother for me, especially out there. And I'm going to show my age. Because you you named you mentioned Morris Allman and Jason McCreeth. I covered both of them when they were at Rice. Mm. Um, I've known J Mac. I think I was well, I don't even remember. The first time I saw Morris was in a summer pickup game, whatever, over at Rice. And I want to say Morris elbowed Jason or busted Jason's lip or something <laughs> like that. And J Mac didn't miss a beat, man. He just took his lip, saw the blood, kept on playing. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is serious here. So, But I'm going to put you on blast to put J-Mac on blast. My man does not return my phone calls. So you, <laughs> you get in touch with him. You- no, 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 no. See, let me tell you this. It was like that my whole freshman year. He, it was hard to get in contact with him. But I, I, around this year, maybe around September, it started to change a little bit where he started picking up my phone calls more. And so I, it was it, – it, it, it hasn't always been. It hasn't always been. Like I would say, you know? Okay, but still, when we're done with this, you text him a call and, and tell him that Chris Gardner wants to know why you don't return his phone call. So, because I try to, I'm still trying to get him to come on here for an interview so we can chop it up the good old days about back when he played at Rice. So, like a where, uh, where are they uh, now kind of thing, you know? Because, like I said, me and Jay might go back a long way with him and Morris and Michael Harris and Brock and those teams. Those teams. I hope you guys aspire to be like them because when yes, they were, he showed me clips. Yes. When they were playing that, that gym was packed, you know, it was full of people. Yeah. So they would, they won a lot of games. So, okay, let's talk about yeah. last season for the right styles. We determine a success. I would say yes. Yes, I would. I would determine a success mainly because first off, 
we, we, we got to play during a pandemic. You know, there was a lot of stuff going on around us, and we were just thankful to play, have a season. So it was a success in that nature. It was, success, it was a success that although people got hurt, we always had enough people to play. It was like everybody was able – most people were able to play, and it was a success for the team because we got to build, you know, with that with the quarantine, I mean, with the virus and every how everything changed. We were able to build some team chemistry that I feel like we wouldn't have been able to build if it wasn't a pandemic. You know, we, we were always together. We always had to make sure we were holding each other accountable. We had to do things – that we weren't able to do it such as trivia instead of going out and just chilling in our room and having a normal year. We, we had trivia as a team or we do something else as a team. And it was like, we never, I feel like we wouldn't have done this if it wasn't because of this pandemic. Uh, we, the conference tournament was a huge success. I mean, we, we might not have went as far, but we, we won two games in the tournament and that hasn't been done in a while. We, we had a positive record at home. You know, I I could go on for I could list a whole bunch of things, but it, I would say it's a success, yes, because it showed that this team has success in their future. We 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 build a building block, and I honestly personally think nobody's going to rank us last in the conference anymore. In the previous years, people had us ranked last, but they rank us last now. They they won't. It wouldn't make sense. So I would say it was a success. In your two two plus years at Rice. Have you noticed a change in the culture that Coach yes. Perra and, and the coaching staff have a, have a built? Yes, he's he's built a team of players that want to be there. They want to play. They want to win. They want to win as a team. They want to be together. And personally, I felt like it, it wasn't always that way just be based on how it looked on the floor that it was very selfish. People didn't look like they wanted to be there. But ever since I've gotten here and – I can see the culture change of people want to be here. They want to win. They want to play. They want to be coached. They want to be coached hard. And it's, it's definitely shown out there. Give me a, a quick summary of uh, some of your teammates from last year's squad. And then have you met any of the newcomers? Have they come arrived on campus yet? No, sir. They haven't. They haven't. Okay. But just give me a, I've just, I've just texted them briefly. That's all. Okay. But just give me a summary on uh, just some of your teammates. Okay. So, I mean, I'm going to start with my backcourt mate, Travis. He's kind of like the opposite of me. Real quiet, real to himself about his business. Travis Evie, for those he's, folks who don't know. Tra- yeah. he, he's, 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 he's the opposite of me. He doesn't really talk much, and he's kind of like the yin to my yang. So it's kind of funny that it's kind of cool that that's my backcourt mate because we have a real good relationship, but he's the total opposite of me. Uh, Chris Mullins, he's, he's really funny. I'm just going to leave it at that. He's a, he's really funny. I wouldn't say he's funnier than me, but he's really funny. He's he he's a, he's a good good guy, real focused and he he's a good leader. Uh who else? Riley Abercrombie. You know, just he he's kind of like a hometown kid, shows us around, real fun, real fun person to hang around. I love hearing him talk cuz his accent, uh his Australian accent. Uh Max Feeler really Really, he's a guy that if I described him, you wouldn't you wouldn't really think so. But he's 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 really funny, outgoing. He his jokes are hilarious, and he <laughs> he's just a funny guy. He's a great person to be around. Really smart, really focused, and he, you can tell he cares about the team and cares about winning. Um, I'm trying to go through guys that are returning. Um, mm, 
Let me think. Ben uh, Malajo Cam. Cam is hilarious. Cam is one of the funniest guys on the team. Probably funnier than me. Cam is hilarious. Malajo is hilarious. I mean, I just I could go on. Everybody, Ben, Reed, they're like the best guys to be around. I, like this team is one of the best teams ever. Like we just so fun to be around. Everybody loves each other. We make jokes. We play. We practice hard, work hard, and we all focus. And we all are here for the same goal. And I, I think that makes it makes it really fun to be here and play here because it's nobody that cares about anything else other than winning. How long did it take you to adjust to time management for being a basketball player and a student at Rice? It didn't take me long, honestly. I I had I, my parents did a pretty good job of when I was in high school of instilling the principles in me to make sure that I when I did get to college that I knew what I was doing. So when I did get to college, it wasn't really that hard. What was your first impression of Coach Scott Perra? I just thought he was a really cool guy. He never really showed me his – excuse me, he's going to laugh at me for this. He never showed me his crazy side until, uh, like, after I was already, like, on the team and I had already played for him for a little bit. So I just thought he was a real cool guy, real – he definitely cares about his players a lot because I, when I would come on my visits and come to the practices and see him, he was just always, like, coaching them and making, making sure that they knew – why he was t- saying this and showing them how they can remember a certain principle or what to look for. He was always just coaching them and making them better players. And I just thought I could really play for this guy because he definitely really cares about his players. He seems to be intense. Would you? <laughs> I think that's an under- I think that's an understatement. I think that's an understatement. In, in games, have you ever caught yourself like looking at him on the sidelines, like, "What is that coach being coach? I mean, what is he doing?" The kind of thing. I don't even have to look at him. I can just hear him and just imagine what he's doing. Like if someone's at the free throw line or if someone, the ref makes a bad and he draws all over the scoreboard or something like something like that. I, it, he's just a, he's he's just he really cares about the game, and I, I think I love that about him. You know, it's you you don't have to question where his mind is or how how much he cares about his players, the team, or the game. You know, it's you know that he's he's gonna be with you hundred percent. I love that about it. I, I, I forgot to ask this earlier since you, you mentioned Morris. Do you keep in touch with Morris? I do. I do. We talk. He texts me after some games. He texts me after the season. You know, he, we talk. Where is he? Is he in the States? Is, is he done playing? Yeah, he's, he's in Atlanta. Okay. He's in Atlanta. Because he is one of the best scores I've, college scores I've, I've ever seen. I mean, he could get buckets. Yeah, I heard, but I told him. I said, I told him I'm a, I'm gonna be better than him anyway. I told him that he said he believed me, but he said it's some big shoes to fill. But I told him I said I'm gonna be better than him. Got some big shoes to fill because I uh, was they playing Memphis or Kentucky, or whatever. Coach Cal was was a coach, the other team's coach, and Morris. It was Memphis. Memphis I and Morris dropped like forty or whatever it was on Memphis, and Coach Cal said after the game we had no answer for Morris Allman. <laughs> I mean, so. He told me that post game, yeah, we have we had no answer for Morris Allman. So Morris got buckets. So yeah, if you, you talk to him, just tell him I said hi, because that's I'm serious. He was a true college, he could get buck. He was a score. Score, score, score. But he wasn't like a three point shooter like like you are. Yeah. But he was more mid range yeah. and you know, and just beat on people <laughs> and score that way. You know, because like you've you've hit seven threes in a game a few times. So you like the three-point shot a lot. 
Yeah, it's more. It's more. It's three. Three points is worth more than two points. So you you my you have the Mike and Tony philosophy then. So three is more than two. Uh, I care about defense. Oh, oh, oh okay, okay. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. <laughs> okay. How would you describe? I care about defense. Uh, Coach Perra's offense, the style of play that you guys play. It's fun. I would say it's. I mean, if I could, if I could, it's kind of like go to state. You know, you, you get out and run. You shoot a lot because we shoot a lot in practice. And he trusts he trusts his team that we'll we'll find the find the best shot in each possession, or we'll we'll get out on a fast break and make the right pass, right read, and if not, then we'll pull it out and run our offense, which uh, centers a lot around Max or one of the guards coming off a lot of screens for a shot. You know, it's, it's really fun, and it definitely fits the players that he's recruited. Is Max coming back? Is he back for this year? Yes, because yes. I was really impressed seeing the work he put in. And, Heck, the numbers he produced, especially in the, in the conference tournament, he got things done. All of so, us, yeah. we, all of us, yeah. We when he came back, when we had a report back last year, you could just tell it during his workouts. Like I remember telling Coach P, like he he's made a tremendous jump. I'm, I'm excited to see what he does. And he he didn't didn't fail to amaze. In your opinion, what are some keys that are going to be necessary for you guys to be successful more this season than you were last season? Just mental toughness. That's, I think that's really we had the players that, that want to be there, that want to win, that want to be coached. It's just all about when adversity hits or something else, just just fighting through. And we've showed signs that when adversity hits, we'll, we'll, we're going to be there and come out the other side still fighting. But I think that's just the biggest thing. We just have to show that we've improved on this, our mental toughness. Was last year difficult playing in front of small crowds and not many fans in the buildings? I think a while to get used to. I think so. Yeah, and and at the early beginning of the season, yes. But by the time we got to conference play, it wasn't. But I definitely say I appreciated the games that we went to where there were fans, like Western Kentucky or HBU or uh, who else? North North Texas. Just the games where I, there were fans there was 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 very was very fun. It was refreshing for me. So are you looking forward to having fans inside to the field house this coming season? I am excited. I mean, I'm watching NBA playoffs games, and they're almost at full capacity, and it's got me thinking. I just can only imagine how the players feel after going the whole season with no fans. And I have a ring full of fans. I just want to be a fun experience. I can't wait. And you, you notice I, I scheduled this after the Hawks-Knicks game, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. That's that's real considerate. I, I appreciate that because I was definitely watching that game, and Trey Young, he's he on a different level right now. And, and the Knicks have no answer for him. You know, Derrick Rose, bless him, but, you know, he, yeah, he can't stop Trey Young at all. What is it about Trey Young's game that you, that you like? He, you, he, he's a, similar to Steph Curry in a sense where you have to always be on, be on your toes, you know, because he can, he can get, it, get the shot from anywhere. And you have to respect his jump shot, which means you have to play him closer. But he's also a great passer. He's an extremely great passer. And so if you play too close in the screen and roll, he's like, he's roller. You know, Clint Capella, you love screening for Trey Young because he draws on every defender's eyes and hands. And so he'll just place the ball and lob up to you. All you got to do is dunk it down. Or if you're a shooter, you just got to make sure you're in the right spot. He'll find you. He's a great, good, good point guard for our offense. Is there any player, pro player, that you pattern your game after? Bradley Beal. I love Bradley Beal. Brad, I, I can see that. Yeah. What about Brad's game you like? 
He keeps it simple. He, he's a three-level scorer. And, you know, he doesn't really do too much. He, it's not like he has the, a Kyrie Irving handle or a Steph Curry jump shot where he, he shouldn't. But he just keeps it simple. And he, his, his, his offense can, it can, uh, it can be replicated in any offense, you know, because he keeps it simple. He doesn't require 30 dribbles or isolation ball. I love that. Who was the best three-point shooter on the Rice team? Me. What? I, I just, I'm just checking. I wanted to hear your answer. So, Travis will tell you that, too. I beat Travis in plenty shooting competitions. I, it's me. In, in, in what sense? Deepest range? Uh, accuracy? What? Both? I am the, great, I am the best three-point shooter on the Rice men's basketball team. It's no, no, it's no like question you can ask where it can be like, and eh, it, it might, no, it's me. It's me. Do you, ha- do you have that old school terminology in the gym range? I mean, yeah, I would say so, yes. But, you know, I, I just keep it simple. Who's going to make the most shots from behind the line? Me. Does, does Coach Para give you the green light? Yeah, he gives I, – he, I would say he gives everyone the green light. Me, Travis, Chris, Max, you know, as long as we're taking the right shot. That's all, that, that's all he really cares about, as long as we're taking the right shot. Now, I mean, obviously, now if it's heat check, like if Travis has hit three in a row, or if I've hit three in a row, you know, or that 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 notion might might go to, out the window a little bit. But as long as we're taking the right shots, that's all he really cares about. He trusts that if we have the right shot, then we'll knock it down. Does Rice have a a bitter bitter rival in conference? I talked about this with my team. I said, is UTEP our bitter rival? And they said maybe, but with their head coach leaving going to Texas, I don't know because it was also their head coach like ours, like our team. So it kind of developed into a little animosity. But now that he's gone, we 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 don't know. So not North Texas. Maybe Southern Miss. Maybe Southern Miss. But I don't think it's nobody for sure. Where it's like this is our rival. UTEP, Southern Miss, maybe. But not North Texas. No sir. No, sir. Okay. Just give me an overall, because the perception of Carmen USA basketball is not great. What are your thoughts on what people think about the conference and what do you say to them about the reality of the conference? I mean, it's, it's, it's no team in this league where you just look at them and think you're going to automatically win. It's going to be a battle every single night. And I think that's the special thing about this conference is that you have to be locked in every single night to make sure that you follow follow your coaching to the to the T so that you can walk out with the best chance of winning because there's there's no automatic wins in this conference. Everyone's good, everyone's well coached, every player's good and every player wants to win. And so you, you have to realize that there's you have to be focused every every day, every night, focused in practice, focused in shooting around, even in the weight room because the slightest mishap could win or lose a game. What are your plans or what would you like to work on this summer to improve? Most importantly, my ball handling. But as far as in the offense, just screen and roll. Just being able to see the which pass will be open or if I should hit the big or if I should – keep the ball or if I, you know, just things like that, screen and roll, release, that's all. 
How do you guys as players, do y'all watch video? Do y'all have tablets to study film? How, how does that all work? We normally, as, as a team, we'll watch film in either the locker room or in the in our practice gym. But as far as individual, we'll just text a coach and ask, can we watch film? And they'll just say yes. And as long as our time doesn't conflict with one of their coaches' meetings, then they'll just we'll, we'll watch it with the coach. And that's all. And I, I prefer that because they'll, they know exactly what they want you to do. So they'll point it out and have the perfect clips for you. Does the team practice in the morning or in the afternoon? Most of the times in the morning because most of our classes are in the morning. So we normally practice in the afternoon. So like during fall semester, I mean, fall, spring, I mean, because most of it was online this past season. Um, what was your daily routine like? I'll wake up. About, about what time? Uh, I would probably wake up around 9.30 to make sure I could catch the hot breakfast before it ended at 10. And then I would go to class until around 11.30. And I, Monday, Wednesday, Monday, well, it kind of changed as well because I dropped a couple classes. So let me just, the original mm-hmm. schedule was I wouldn't have any class until 7 p.m. on Monday. So I would probably wake up around like 9 30, 10 o'clock to, to catch 10 o'clock breakfast. And I go like work out and then I come back and chill. Tuesday and Thursday, I would have class. I would have acting class and econ until. Hold that thought. Excuse me. Acting class? <laughs> Is that what you said? You said acting class? Oh, so, uh, so that explains some of the Instagrams, things like that. You want to be an entertainer. Ah. Oh, okay. So that's what it is. So you, you, you're a showman as well. Is that part of your, the, the Quincy Oliveri, uh, ethos? You just want to do everything right on the court. I'm just, I'm just well-rounded. I would say that I'm just a well-rounded individual. Right. Uh, so I would have econ and acting until 12 o'clock and then I would go catch some lunch and then I would chill until lift and practice. And after that, I'd be good. Wednesday, I wouldn't have class. Thursday would be the same schedule as Tuesday and Friday. I wouldn't have class. So. <laughs> Acting. Okay. Acting. All right. How many hours are you going to take in the summer? I've taken one class right now. So I think I'm taking six hours because I'm having a class during this session and a class during the next session. And have when will summer workouts begin for the team or individual or both? Next, so we have to be back next weekend. So I think it'll, it'll be the following Monday, I believe. So this upcoming week is our last week of break vacation, and we have to be there, be back in Houston next weekend, and then that following week is when I guess we get it started. So you're looking forward to the season? Yes, sir. I'm excited. I'm excited. I think we can do some big things. Got some good pieces. Have you set goals for yourself for this season? I have. I I've started to write them down in my manifestation journal. You want to share them with me? I mean, I think the biggest thing is just to win the conference championship. Okay, so that's that's the most important thing right that's now. That's a team goal. So okay, so you do that to get to the NCAA tournament. Yes, that's that's all. I, that's that's all. I, all I want. It's just you know that I'm 
I I was watching North Texas. I'm pretty that was a I'm pretty sure that was a unforgettable experience, especially after they won the first round. And I all I all I've been doing is just dreaming about that moment since. Like I just I want to go to the NCAA tournament so bad. And obviously, I know that requires us to win a conference championship. So I want to win extremely bad. All right, Quincy Oliveri, is there anything you want to say? Oh, I mean, okay, is the Hawks and Knicks series over? Yes. At most, it goes to six, and it just comes back to Atlanta. But I would love for the Hawks to send the Knicks home on their home court. They're so Those fans are just terrible. They're terrible. Okay, who, who do you have coming out of the Eastern Conference? The Nets. I think that's that's like a no-brainer. That's, that's why I'm picking the Sixers. Okay. So, yeah, the Nets, please. I mean, defense, you don't want to say the man that doesn't play defense. They don't play defense. I mean, yeah, they don't play defense, but you're not going to – it's hard to outscore an MVP, uh, a finals MVP, and one of the best point guards ever played a game. I mean, it's, it's, it's just hard. Like, I'm, I don't know. That's, that's hard to do. Okay. We'll, we'll, we might have a discussion later on. Okay. And who's coming out of the West? Um, that is a good question. You know, every team, every game is a really good game in the West. I mean, the Trailblazers and the Blazers, the Trailblazers and the Nuggets are in a good matchup. I mean, I think the Lakers will beat the Suns. Uh, the, the Grizzlies and the Jazz series is, even though the Jazz are winning, it's every game is close. And who was the last team I forget? Dallas and the Clippers. Um, Dallas and the Clippers. I, I think Dallas is going to win that. So I, it's it's tough because every team out there is really battling every game. It's hard in the West. I, I honestly don't think this is the Lakers' year. But okay, who knows? You can't count against LeBron. And that's the main reason why I'm picking the Lakers because of LeBron. So <laughs> no other reason because that's just LeBron. All right, Quincy. Appreciate your time, man. Is there anything you, you want to say to anybody uh, as you wrap it up? Uh, I just I want to say thank you to for having me. Uh, just shout out to my coaches, my teammates, family and supporters. I mean, I wouldn't be here without them. And thank you, God. That's it. One more thing, man. How important is it to you and your teammates to have a lot of fans inside to the field house cheering you, cheering you guys on? It's, it's, it's extremely important because we love the support. We appreciate the support. We we all want to win and bring something special back to the school and to the community. So knowing that they're behind us and supporting us means a lot to us. Quincy Oliveri, number four for the Rice Owls, entering his junior season. He was third team Conference USA this past season, trying to move up to second or first team this junior season, as well as lead his team to the NCAA tournament. All right, Quincy, thank you very much for your time. And and please uh, get in touch with Mr. McCree. I will. I'm going to text him after we get off. Okay, thank you very much, man. You take care. Yes, sir. Thank you.